As someone uh, who works in HR, thanks for being a pain in my ass. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we're joined by our friend Kirky Trailer Thorson to talk to you about the first Marvel movie that has come out in over a year. Oh my God, Black Widow, and it's awesome. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Nick Glover. Backflip! And... <laughs> And Molly Glover. Woman fitting, falling, and hitting everything. We are also joined by our good friend, Kirky Trailer Thorson, who is joining us all the way from, uh, from Seattle. In, yes, I yeah. exist. <laughs> we exist. Seattle, Washington, uh, joining us through the magic of the internet, which we've learned to use over the last year and a half Yeah, to communicate with people. I didn't know how to use the internet before. No, it was weird. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, we know we know how to record remote, you know, have, have people join us remotely. That's true. So, That's you know, true. if y'all are out there and like, God, I want to be on Geeks Without God and I've got a great thing to talk about. Yeah. We can do it from anywhere, from like Seattle. We also don't have a lot of ideas, so all which, of this is great. We have, we have, <laughs> We have shit all for ideas, and there have not been a lot of Marvel movies coming out. But fortunately, fortunately, one just came out, and that's what we're here to talk about today. That's why we brought Kirky on. We wanted to bring one of our favorite comic book nerds on to talk about yes. Black Widow. Yeah. It just dropped last week, and I think it is important to say uh, it dropped a lot, and we hit everything on the way. But yes. also, <laughs> we are going to spoil the shit out of Black Widow. So if you have not seen... The movie, by the time this episode goes up, which might be by the time it's free on Disney Plus at this rate. But yeah. nonetheless, if you haven't seen the movie by the time this episode goes up, there will be spoilers. When yeah. everyone knows a couple spoilers about the movie because, you know, this one takes place between Civil War and and uh, Infinity War. So, yeah. you know, you know, she lives. <laughs> like, yes, but none of what happens is going to matter because briefly. she will die. So, right. you, you know, she gets a vest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she gets a vest. Uh, so, Kirky, you are our guest. Why do we yeah. not start with you? Tell us about your Black Widow experience and your feelings about Black Widow, the movie. Well, first thing I want to say, it actually doesn't really take place between Civil War and Infinity War. It kind of takes place between Civil War and the end credit scene in Civil War. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. very true. Yeah. You're right. That's and totally I right. I really appreciate it. I have to go back and watch Civil War so I can remember exactly where she was when that ended. Uh, just to see kind of how seamlessly it went into the start of... Uh, Black Widow. And the question that I had in the whole run up to it is, why is it a solo movie? Why are we not getting cameos from uh, Sam and Steve, who mm -hmm. she was on the run with this whole time, and Wanda. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so I do like that it was answered. It kind of wasn't answered until the end, and you realize how quickly after Civil War it, you know, took place. But um, yeah, so uh, that I appreciated because that was a huge question problem I had with it. Um, I had a great time 
Yeah. You know, first Marvel movie in a long time. It's the first one I didn't dress up for. We went super cash just on the first day. Um, and I had the luck of sitting next to a kid who was maybe 10. He looked young enough to not even be born when the MCU started. <laughs> That's but not the, hard anymore. Right. Oh, my God. Right. Uh <laughs> The whole time he was talking through the whole movie, which normally ticks me off, but like he would turn to his mom and say, mom, that's Taskmaster. And he does blah, 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 blah. Mom, that's, you know, this character, does this and that and that. And just like, you know, going through all of the, oh my God, this is that person from the comics who did this thing. And like, just the pure unadulterated joy coming out of this (laughs) child next to me. And I'm like, I got to enjoy all the Marvel movies as an adult. You know, I grew up with the comics and then this has been the cherry on top of my yeah. uh, life of loving these comic book characters. But like, man, this is somebody who grew up with the movies and whose passion came from, you know, this new medium that Marvel's gotten to explore itself in. And so it was just so cool to see. Um, I think it's the only time I haven't been upset about somebody being super teeny <laughs> during a movie. It's a lot different when it's like a, a precocious 10-year-old versus like a drunk or high oh, yeah. like 25-year-old girl who's like, I don't remember. Who was that? When I don't remember. Is that Captain? Which one is that? Which one is that? Like just that's that's what Nick had on his right. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and man. like it was the the fancy theater seat, you know, with like the rumble seats and the crazy audio and all that stuff. So the the audio was jacked up a little bit loud even for like a movie. So in order for the two people to my right to hear one another, they had to speak up very loudly, which they were not hesitant to do. It is, um, it is worth noting, uh, something that we did say to each other was, uh, let's all just remember, for a lot of people, this may be the very first time they're in public for, from the last year and a half. And everyone is remembering how to be a person again. <laughs> like, and if you've been spending the last year and a half being able to loudly turn to your boyfriend and say, I don't remember him. Who's that? Like, you just yeah. kind of got to get back in the swing of things. Yeah. It's it, true. It, it didn't detract from the experience yeah. that much, and I've seen it subsequently. So, yeah. It's, um, yeah. yeah it was, it's it was only my second in theater experience. The first was in the Heights, which we talked mm-hmm. about. Um, but this one, a friend rented the theater. So it was a oh. relatively, oh, it, was, nice. it was just a group of 40 nice. of us, all people who knew each other, just, just, Hanging out in the theater and watching Black Widow. I um so so yeah. The, I I mean I I thought the I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I loved um, it. I thought you know it's got it had a good spy spy vibe to, to it, which it feels like a Black Widow ought to have. But there's some I mean there's some pretty fucking major stakes going on. It felt like a Bond movie. Yeah, like, like yeah. really. Uh, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Stomberg yeah. uh, said. Uh, it's apt that they had the little Moonraker bit in there because yeah. like this yes. was like a, a peak Moonraker era, yeah. like James Bond style, you know, villain with his army of mind controlled assassins and, you know, uh, a single button that could disable them all over the world or whatever. And yeah, all that. yeah. Like very, very Bond. What I loved about it to be, and this is going to sound weird, but this is, I'm genuinely serious. I loved how many times, how often we saw women get that shit kicked out of them in this movie. Like it was just <laughs> like, cause like usually in Marvel movies, the men are the ones really like getting the, the crap beat out of them. Like they're the ones who are really taking the brunt of it. There's not a lot of like, if the women, if there's two women fighting maybe, right? Like, but there's not usually like, 
a man just beating a woman down and like really like and it just felt very positive it's i don't know it felt like they were strong and it felt like they were this was their training and so it didn't feel like abusive or anything it just kind of it actually kind of felt like feminism like a little bit to be like to see these all these widows like just like aim, like just fighting each other fighting you know like other other fighting taskmaster you know i don't know i really enjoyed it uh you don't get to see a lot of women doing like that many stunts and that physical like those physical fights that often in movies. And so that was great. And you know, something to that, I, you don't often see women, you know, just hurt, you know, the fact that um, Black Widow has like bruises and is limping. And like, there have been a couple of times, I think in Winter Soldier where like she uh, got thrown off a bridge. I'm getting this wrong because it's been a while since I've seen it, sure. but uh, where she's like limping a little bit afterwards yeah. and she's able to like run and scurry away from the car. And, you know, not that like, oh man, I want to see women hurt more. But right. um, women are very afraid, or directors, producers, Hollywood is very afraid of showing non-pretty female lead actresses. Yes. And so just seeing somebody get as much shit kicked out of them and then have her sister make a throwaway about, uh, yeah, none of the other superheroes have to take an ibuprofen for their back. So yeah, um, yeah, you're having a bad day. Yeah, it was great. I just think that like, again, like I know it sounds weird. I'm not like, oh, I love getting seen right. women get hit. But it was more like, if you're going to go see a superhero movie, you're there to see people get hit. And it's nice that there was some equal mm -hmm. representation for once. Well, I mean, if she's yeah. a superhero, she's going to get the, she's going to get beat up. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, and you shouldn't be afraid to yeah. show that part of who she is. It would have been right? really boring if they if they, you know, worked around that in some way. Or if yeah. every hit was being blocked, like they were martial arts masters. Right. And no, no, no one ever really got hurt because no one ever took a punch. Right. But right. instead right. it was like getting kicked repeatedly or falling down and hitting every <laughs> girder on the way down <laughs> yeah. like a rag doll. <laughs> just like, yeah. oh my I, God. I, I don't know how many ribs the human body has, but by the end of that movie, <laughs> she broke 40 of them. Yes. Like that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the only time that um, they they didn't quite do that and it threw me off was at the end when she had to break her own nose oh, um, yeah. to sever sever the nerve. And that was great. I'm like, yes, that is gross and wonderful. Um, more of this, please. And then the fight ends and she just goes and fixes it and it looks perfectly fine. And yeah, no, great. no swelling, no bruising. Yeah. Like, yeah, come on. Her man. eyes would I mean, be so black. Be black eyes. The, yeah. Yeah. Like, you gotta end the movie with your... Like, I, I get it. That's the very Hollywood thing. But they didn't do it up to that point. So I'm and like, it, mm. Well, it's it the very Hollywood thing. And also, there's like 20 minutes after that. Yeah. But it's like, do they want to do that makeup for that next 20 man, minutes? Uh, but if yeah. she'd had two black eyes and a swollen bridge for the rest of that movie, it would have been so cool. Like, it just, <laughs> yeah. Because that's, see, that's the kind of stuff that I hope we get in the Hawkeye movie, which, because if they're going off the fraction the show, in, in uh, or, yeah, yeah, show, because if they're going off the fraction in Aja stuff, like, he spends a good deal of that comic with, like, a broken nose and covered in mm. scrapes and, yeah. and, and, yeah, and damage. Hurt. And, like, you know, as much as I, 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 I think it, if nothing else, it really does highlight the difference between the, the heroes that need the ibuprofen and the heroes that yeah. don't. Oh, the god from space? Right. Because, I mean... And Jeremy like, Renner's kind of a douche. Wouldn't we like to see his face kind of beat up like, for the whole show? To some extent, maybe they can keep up with the people with the powered suits and, yeah. the, and the superpowers and all that jazz. But, like, they're going to get fucked up along the way. Yeah. It yeah. should be shown. It should be, you know, that's how you kind of highlight the how mortal they are in comparison. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think that, you know, and I, I understand. It would have been nice to see her bruised up. And I'm, I'm also kind of pragmatic going, yeah, but she does run around that space station for like another 20 fucking minutes. And, yeah, right. And they'd have to try and try and match that bruising for the entire time. And they probably were like, yeah, let's not do that. But um, I, uh, I, I really liked the new characters they introduced in this. Mm. I mean, it, it seems pretty obvious that Yelena is going to be the new Black Widow because... Natasha's dead. They they yeah. made it pretty clear that she ain't coming back from. Well, and also with uh, uh, what is her name, v- Vanessa Victoria, uh, the the, the, yeah. character- the, the, the the countess, the countess. Val. Yeah, uh, it 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 sure it she is connected to the Dark Avengers, so, right? Well, uh, not in the comics, but like that's my theory. It sure seems like that might be where we're going, like with a dark like... a Dark Widow, and because uh, you know she already has a cap. And now she has a Black Widow, and maybe she's trying to recruit Kate in Hawkeye, and that's why she's sending Yelena after Clint so she can get Kate and get out her own Hawkeye, since there's no Bullseye, really. Like, she's putting together a Dark Avenger team. That's my that's my theory. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go with that. But, but I mean, yeah, I think clearly... she's definitely the new Black Widow, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's Somehow not. she's a new Black Widow. Well, the, the uh, director said, like, this, this movie is a passing of the baton. Yeah. Uh, uh, whether she meant that, you know, metaphorically within the movie or as a part of the larger MCU is yeah. to be seen. I uh, I really liked, uh, I think David Harbour did a good job as Red Guardian. Uh, and and I also, Rachel Weiss as, I cannot remember her name, but uh, their mom. Yeah. yeah, starts with an M. Plants, Melina. Yes. I think Melina. Melina. Yeah, that, that was really great. And uh, her being like the original... Red Room, like one of the like the first crop of Red Room graduates, was also, I don't know, like like the Red Room stuff. I'm glad they went there. I was worried they weren't going to, and so in the opening credits when they started really showing a lot of those, a lot of little like flashes, I was like, oh, they're gonna really do the Red Room like legit, like, and it I'm was glad. A yeah. lot darker than I expected. Yeah. Um, yeah, and especially uh, Melina saying that she had to go through it, uh, what does she say, like four, four or five times. times. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's just like this continuous, like it never stops. Like you don't ever escape as long as, you know, unless yeah. you fully escape like Natasha did. Well, and I mean, it's super dark when you consider what they're doing to these girls. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The Red Room has long been one of the like really darkest stories, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to the stuff that goes on in, in Marvel. Are. There, there was no ballet in this red room. Uh, that's they did only... do ballet in the intro. It, did they? A little okay. bit. Yeah, right, they did. Right. And one, was, there was a flash of them doing was, ballet. That was always in the comics. It's always like, you know, assassins, but also ballet. Like, yeah. it was so Russian. That, I liked that they addressed the... Uh, Okay, so, like, one of the things I've hated the most about Black Widow and the MCU is that whole, like, I understand how you feel, Bruce. I, too, am a monster because I can't have children, like, line they did. That was just such a gross. But they, I like that they addressed it again in this with Yelena being like, (laughs) you ever wish you could have kids? You know, and, and, and like, just, and then saying that, like, they actually cut out our organs, like, to, to David Harbour, to the Red Guardian, being like, yeah. so good. they remove our sex organs. They, they cut give, them out. They like, don't give us a choice. Yeah. It's not a choice that we made. And making it um, so it wasn't like, oh, they tie your tubes. It wasn't like, oh, it's like yeah. really visceral and yeah, graphic. She's got and, hand motion. Yeah. She's like, yeah. they rip them out. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. especially after he makes that really shitty, you know, do you have your period comment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, what's, mm-hmm. what's, what's, the best way you could get smacked down after saying something yep. like it, that. 
it's, it's great. It, it, it reinforces the point Molly's making, the, the kind of like gross we can't have kids thing they did in the past. Mm-hmm. Also, she's speaking very frankly about it in a way that is very plain and clear for no the emotion. audience. But also, it's that's fucking funny. Like, that was yeah, a really was funny really moment. Funny. And she's so it's not, not like a movie ruiner if you have like yeah. kind of trauma surrounding Yeah. That. And she yeah. wasn't like crying about it. She wasn't like, don't you understand? We can't have kids. Like yeah. it was more of a like, let me just tell you, asshole. Like I'm like, I've gotten over it. I haven't, I am, you know, I have been, you know, trained out of it in a way yeah. that like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was well done. And I think that it does help soften because that was one of the probably worst moments in the, in the Avengers. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah. It was Ultron that it happened in. And that, that was one of those moments where you're like, what the fuck is I, this? I think I actually yeah. whispered under my breath in the theater, what the fuck? Yeah. Because I was just like, that's not cool. <laughs> like, yeah, because Yelena's response isn't like, oh, I can't have kids. It's right. like, maybe she doesn't give a fuck. Maybe she's like, well, I didn't want kids anyway. But she's still like, fuck you for doing this to mm-hmm. me, man. Mm-hmm. She, she yeah. practically is a kid yeah. at this yeah. point. You know, I mean... Uh, she's she's a trained and deadly assassin, but like as she she's remarks like about, you know, this vest is the first thing, the first choice she's made, the first thing she's bought for herself, mm-hmm. the first thing she's picked out. Like she's she's basically a child in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like I think you know anything involving children is is not really on her radar in the slightest. Right, and you know, again, there. I mean, we're talking about mind control storyline here. She she hasn't been able to make a choice for herself of any type. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's been, been basically forced out of her, yeah. which is, you know, again, what makes it just a super fucking creepy storyline, um, that, that I think, you know, there's some dark shit that goes on in the MCU. What always, always impresses me about it is how they managed to balance the super dark shit with making it entertaining. Um, and sometimes mm-hmm. funny mm-hmm. as opposed to what happens, I think a lot in the DC universe movies is, Let's just make it super dark. Yeah. Um, and forget that that shit can be dark, and there can still be moments of levity, and there can still be moments mm-hmm. of yeah that that make the audience cheer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be you want you want to if if I had a disappointment in this movie, it's that uh, the the red room leader guy just basically gets incinerated in the copter. What did you want to have happen to him? <laughs> Something way worse. Okay. Yeah, burning alive is pretty bad. <laughs> well, but it, didn't, it doesn't last real long. It's it's a it for for uh, so much of what he did to all the widows was very uh, personal to them, mm-hmm. and how he dies is is very impersonal. Yeah. Beyond it is you know Yelena's proposed sacrifice to 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 Natasha, right? Like you know we had fun. This was fun. Mm-hmm. Whatever her her line mm-hmm. is there before mm-hmm. she thrusts that thing in the in the engine, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, but but it was still very like no one was you know looking him in the eyes as he died. No one threw him off a ledge. There was no right. nothing See, like that. I thought it was interesting that um, he died the way that Natasha said he died when oh. she killed him in Budapest. Um, and you know, getting into dark stuff like the fact that she had to kill a child to get into the Avengers is really fucked up. Yeah, but, yeah right. Um, yeah. 
she said that he died in an explosion. There was nothing to check. And so when he died, you know, again, in the movie, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, you might want to look for like an arm or no, something. Like, no I, kidding. Yeah. I, I will Go say, find that ring. I will say, I actually thought the fact that he died with no one looking into his eyes and no fanfare to be very good because mm. he was nothing special. He doesn't get a special mm. death. Sure. He doesn't get some fucking like chance to say his last words and have his say with the widow. He just gets fucking blown out of the sky like the shit he is. Like, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Up until that I can moment, see the other way. I hadn't thought of it that way, really. Up until that moment, I had assumed that Taskmaster was going to be the one to, to, to kill, kill him. him. Right. Mm-hmm. The whole, um, the you know, Frankenstein's monster to kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, but, uh, gosh, am I glad that they didn't kill Taskmaster at the end of this? Same. Because Taskmaster, Taskmaster in the comics is not Taskmaster in the movie. No, and no. That was the change that maybe like kind of bugged me the most. I mean, I still love yeah. him. So bugged is strong, but yeah. um, in comics, he's uh, like he's he's witty. Like he says things. He has conversations with you know his victims. He's sarcastic um, yeah. when he is told to go do something he doesn't want to do. Like he's. You know, he's kind of cold and arrogant and like he's, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's a mercenary above all else and, and mm-hmm. you know, a professional, but also like, you know, if something comes up that's more money or more hassle or the hassle isn't worth the money, like he's not fucking quiet about it. He's, yeah. he's, he's on par with like Peter Parker or Deadpool in terms of chattiness during fights. Like, and it's a lot of what they did to, um, uh, Deadshot in Suicide Squad. Like, or uh, uh, yeah, Smith's character, like mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, he's, or no, he he's doesn't give a shit. About his or daughter, Deadpool, his daughter's paying him. Or like, what they did, Deadpool in X Men Origins is the same thing, where they oh, they yeah. had him with his mouth stitched shut and everything. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, so I, I well, really hope that we get we get more of him and it's her and it's yeah. uh it's a more traditional, you know, comic Taskmaster. Like I, yeah. you know, they're they're bringing in Deadpool. There's no reason. To not maybe get Taskmaster in on that. They they have yeah. crossed over quite a bit in the comics. Or if they're doing Young Avengers, Taskmaster has been mm-hmm. an instructor at the Young Avengers because of all his uh, mm-hmm. mnemonic you know action memory yeah. stuff. Yeah, and maybe because maybe since so since you know. Uh, Taskmaster got gassed, and now her she has free will again. Maybe yeah. she can not be a weird, creepy, not talking monster person, and mm-hmm. maybe she'll actually develop a personality, and yeah. maybe that personality will be super sarcastic and dark because you know she grew up in a suit, basically, yeah. right? Like yeah. there could that's be some what happened cool to stuff Le- Elena. She was mind controlled, yeah. and then as soon as she was out, she was funny, sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that <laughs> that could be funny. a cool way to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was. This movie was very funny. Like, yeah. it, it, especially Yelena, she had some very good lines. Like, we are both doing good jobs. And, yeah. and <laughs> yes. like all, like lots of very casual kind of throwaway stuff that was very. Why do you funny. do that? Why do you? Why do you land? You do the you you land, then you flip your head. You flip your head back. Like why? Why do yeah? Why do you, it's like a pose? Why are you doing this? And then she does one. <laughs> what yeah. if she doesn't? She's like ugh, uh, like just like disgusting. Like she tries thing. it on for size just to see maybe it yeah. feels really good, and she's not just my like thing. no, well, not my no. thing. She's such a good contrast to Natasha, who has you know she's had a few lighter moments, but throughout these movies, all the way back to uh, Iron Man, two mm-hmm. Iron Man, mm-hmm. uh, Iron Man two. She she mm-hmm. is you know the very serious, deadly femme fatale who has a few light moments, has a few funny moments, but usually she's serious business. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that is not the case. It's because she can't have kids, Nick. Oh, She's boy. very sad. <laughs> but even like the Red Guardian calls it out in possibly one of my favorite moments. Um, you are the most efficient child assassin <laughs> yeah. the world has seen. Like, yeah. so much red in your ledger. So, you know, it, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. established that she's probably deadlier than Natasha because she went through this upgraded training. When he's yeah. like, I'm so proud of both of you. You've killed so many people. <laughs> like, it's so just like, much oh, I love you both. Like, it was... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Red Guardian, I really liked him. Uh, friend of ours commented on his accent, which, which they felt was terrible. I actually, because they commented on it before the saw, we saw the movie, I was like, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought his accent was, thought it was actually nice. pretty subtle. Sounds like my Russian friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but but I enjoyed his character a lot. But. How could he and Captain America have ever met? They hadn't. That's the thing. That's right. the whole the thing. thing. He's so telling tall tales. Guess on that is he sees himself as just as big and important an icon as Captain America was because Russia mm-hmm. and the USSR thought that they, I mean, they were yeah, just as yeah. big and important an icon as America. Um, and so he probably thought that Captain America heard about him and, you know, like respected him yeah. and wanted to be. And, oh, my God, there's another just like me. And he probably didn't think about it. Yeah, absolutely. The, because he was frozen in ice. There's a there's a moment with him that like I, Molly and I were the only two people who just like busted out laughing. Uh, but I think it's uh, Yelena calls him the Crimson Dynamo. Crimson Dynamo. Uh, yeah. Which so for pe- people that don't know, uh, the Red Guardian is basically the USSR's Captain America. The Crimson Dynamo is basically their Iron Man. So for her to call him the Crimson Dynamo isn't just her calling him the wrong name and something to do with red. She's calling him the Soviet's knockoff Iron Man. It's it like was, you don't have powers. Like you just have a suit. Or like, or, yeah, or yeah. just like getting it wrong, like yeah. one knockoff for another. Yeah. And and uh I, I, I'm guessing that's just a fun thing and not a confirmation that they had a Crimson Dynamo, but uh gosh, that'd be cool too. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I, I wish they, I wish that David Harbour and Rachel Weisz just didn't do Russian accents because they didn't, they had flawless American accents when they were living in Ohio. You'd think that if they learned to speak English with flawless American accents, that's how they would speak English and they would speak Russian with flawless Russian accent. So it just, it made no sense to me that they would be speaking kind of broken English with Rush. Like there was a part where he was like, you know, you fly plane, you like make very fast. Like it was like that. Like he didn't just have a job at a high ranking place for like 10 years as an American plant where he was undercover completely, you know. And yeah. this is a problem that I think a lot of movies not yeah. set in the U.S. with you know, American characters have uh, really, they should have all been speaking Russian the whole time. Right. Um, right. And so how do you portray that they are speaking Russian the whole time? Do you have them all do Russian accents? Well, Natasha didn't do a Russian accent. Exactly. Yeah. It makes sense that she didn't. Do you have them all not do Russian accents? At which point you're like, but they're all Russian. Why do they sound like they're from Ohio? Like, yeah. It, like it made sense for Yelena to have one because she mm-hmm. got moved at like six and then mm-hmm. that's all she had. But like, it just seemed, it was very weird to me that they, that's what they yeah. would be doing. And then also the syntax stuff was just kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I I felt like it it would be it, it, it I don't know. Like in the Americans, the show The Americans, they are it's the same thing. They are 
Russian you know, infiltrating agents, but they never speak Rush. They never speak English with a Russian accent, even you know when they're speaking with other Russians. Right. They're all still speaking in American accents because they think they yeah. want to maintain that. I, yeah. I had a, my, I think I've mentioned this maybe once at some point. I had a theater teacher who always argued that um, Chekhov should never be performed in a Russian accent because everybody performing in a Chekhov play is Russian and they are speaking Russian, and you mm-hmm. don't speak Russian with a Russian accent. Right. You just speak Russian. Yeah. Right. Um, so the accent should be the same. And like in the hunt for red October, you've got a bunch of people who criticize like Sean Connery for speaking in his regular accent. Whereas all these other characters are speaking in Russian accents. And actually mm-hmm. they're the ones that are doing it wrong mm-hmm. because but- when we establish the conceit of switching from an American accent mm-hmm. uh, from, from speaking Russian to speaking English yeah. so the audience can understand them then their accents should be whatever their accents are. Um, but then if everyone was speaking in just an American accent, would the audience then not recognize them? Would it feel very weird? Like, is that something that, like, test audiences just don't yeah. get? Maybe. Because, like, I guess I watch a lot... I mean, I watch anime, and I tend to watch it dubbed. And they don't mm-hmm. do Japanese accents when yeah. they are doing... You know, the, you don't have them, like, doing bad Japanese and English, you know, accents or anything. So, like, I don't know. I can see it both ways, yeah. but I think they could have easily... They could have easily been like they could have said a few things in Russian, and one of them could just be like, "Can we just speak English?" I would you know? love that. And then yeah. they all speak English together, and it's like, "Oh, you missed your American family," you know, or something, right? Like right. they could have written around it. Is the thing, like, yeah. yeah. So okay, the one thing that I'm going to bring up, we uh, we're getting to five question time, but the the before I give a like final thought moment, uh, Marvel has done this a couple of movies in a row now, which is the fat jokes. Oh. Yeah, and it's yeah. not as much in this one. It's not as bad as Fat Thor, but it's still there. Just him fitting into his old costume. Yeah, that didn't feel like a fat joke to me. That felt like an aging joke. Like if a, that makes sense. Like a reliving yeah. his glory days type thing. It didn't like, bother me in the slightest. Yeah, like I can't, I can't fit into shit I wore in high school either. You know, like, and if I tried, maybe I could get, the, I could get that on, but it would be a whole thing, you know. And so it didn't. It wasn't. He didn't have a. He didn't have a fat belly poking right. out underneath. He. They didn't make a joke about too many blintzes or anything like that. Sure. Like borscht. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I. Um, we we did like a cosplay challenge thing at the end of last year with some friends I have on Instagram, and uh, me putting on my Captain Marvel costume after almost a year of uh, the freaking pandemic was like yeah. the same thing. And I think by then the Black Widow trailer had come out. So I just remember like, you know, pulling on the Captain Marvel pants and like trying to get the, you know, top of the suit on and oh yeah. my god, they fit tight. And then, you know, seeing that moment in the Black Widow trailer and being like, you know, I relate. This is uh, maybe yeah. the most relatable superhero <laughs> I've seen yet. I think I, I think uh, Fat Thor, the whole thing was he's lazy and he's mm-hmm. sad. And right. so like it was like he's yeah. eating his feelings kind of a thing. They made Which it about his food. mom saying, eat a salad. And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Or not have depression. Like, they, that was yeah. kind of the thing. Yeah, they were, they were at Thor's expense in, in that, whereas this was uh, more about the behavior of him wanting to you know relive the glory days type thing. But it's a good that. point, and I had thought about it a little bit in the movie. I was like, I hope they don't go somewhere gross with well, this. Well, she yeah. she calls him fat, and actually, I was going to call that out because I liked where they went with that because Rachel Weisz calls him 
mentions that he's fat, but then also says, but you still look pretty. She's still super into him. Yeah. They yeah. She's still super yeah. into him. It's like, oh, gross. Mom and dad are making out. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was great. But, but I thought that, that that made it work. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Hey, you're fatter than you were, but it's still. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd I agree. That, I agree. Because if she wasn't like, oh, you're fat. Well, thank goodness we don't have to be together anymore. Right. Or anything so it becomes like that. more playful. It's more, more like, ooh. Yeah. How about the more of a playful cake. relationship thing <laughs> than anything else? That uh, I, you know, I uh, I don't anticipate ever getting my hands on or making a good Red Guardian costume. But uh, the the jumpsuit he wears when he's escaped from prison with all the dope and hilarious Russian tattoos, <laughs> uh, that with the beard, like I've got oh, yeah. j- just enough white in my beard to like grow it out a little and, mm. and pull that off. I Do think some Sharpie tattoos, uh, Carl the, marks the on Carl, his knuckles. Like as soon as I saw, uh, Carl on the one hand, <laughs> I was watching his hands until I saw marks. Cause, <laughs> I, cause I knew oh it was going to be marks. So great. And, like the, 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 eagle and all the like imagery he he's, he's got like a like a lenin portrait on his forearm yeah. i think like it's just out of control <laughs> and i want to print off a whole bunch of temporary tattoos and get a a jumpsuit and do that costume i think that would go over really well so perfect and it's oh, easy yeah. enough to do like a level of like accent right just like yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah. yeah 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 you'd pull that off pretty good yeah all right so uh any final thoughts before we move on to five questions uh, about the black widow movie uh i've i've been in love with florence Pugh since midsummer and i am so excited to see her career take off now that she got a major american blockbuster i hope we see her in more things i think she has amazing comedic timing she's a marvel superhero well, now, and so. we also know she can do drama because she was so good in midsummer mm-hmm. at, with that and so like i i just i think that she's got she's got the chops and i'm really looking forward to seeing her do more apparently she was really good in little women as well which you and i yeah, hadn't yeah. seen but um, I, you know, I, I, as much as I really loved the, this movie and it's not going to be like in my favorite MCU movies, though it does have some really hilarious and great moments. And I think a lot of that just comes down to, uh, it coming out, out of order in a way that just made the stakes kind of like you knew they weren't going to be able to, to do anything really world altering, like, they, they, you know, there could have been some spy stuff that was on the down low, which is kind of what they did. Like, it was a secret organization, so that's why, you know, nobody knew that she took them down, really, and S.H.I.E.L.D. and Ross took care of it after or whatever. But, like, it, it's not just that we know she lives because she's in subsequent movies to die. It's just that something about it being so out of order like that just kind of took it down a notch for me. But I still really liked it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do agree that 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 did make it a a, a little of the stakes were lower. It's like is is he going to be able to take Natasha and 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 like get get her under his control and yeah. have her be yeah have a widow in the Avengers? It's like nope, he's not. Yeah, no, that won't um, happen. So so that that was a, a little little disappointing, but it's not. I mean, you can't really blame anybody for yeah. that. It's the order that it was in. Um, I just, I just have to say, I, I uh, would very much with with all the Marvel TV series coming out, uh, I want to, I want to just a widow series with all the widows that just got gassed, <laughs> like doing shit, like a room spring up for the widows. Yeah, <laughs> they, uh, they have like a a, a crossover episode with the uh, Dora Milaje. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. 
this but I mean, like can he- you imagine how badass an army they yeah, would be? Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just, yeah. I mean, the widow's up against the Dora Milaje. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's pretty even odds on that. What about you, Kirky? Um, I thought it was fantastic. You know, I, you know, I almost want to wish that we got it earlier. I know we really should have gotten a Black Widow movie back around, you know, the first Captain America, Thor, Iron Man. Hmm. But I, I, I like that this wasn't necessarily a Widow movie. It was an origin story for Yelena. Yeah. And so I I really appreciate it for that. I do love that we got one last hurrah where we got to see just Natasha doing what she does. She's not support. She's not sidekick. She's not helping anyone. Mm-hmm. She is, you know, nope, this is what I am doing. I am going to solve this problem. I've been yeah. working on. Yeah, really irrelevant. Um, yep. And I it made me look forward to a lot of um the more that we're going to get with these characters. You know, it feels very much like we're going to see them again. Um, nobody had like the, all right, uh, you know, Red Guardian and Melina, we're done now. And, you know, I, I feel like they could pop in again. We're definitely getting more yeah. of Melina. Taskmaster is probably going to be coming back again. Um, so it just gets me excited for the possibilities that this movie put together rather than the lamentation that it couldn't have been um all Natasha, all the time, much earlier. I think I, I'm pleased with what we got. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. Fair. Yeah, I like that. All right, totally there. All right, uh, so we got five questions time, and Kirky has five questions oh, dear. for us to ponder. Oh, and we haven't heard him yet, so it could be anything. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, it could have been anything when we did hear him. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, if you could, uh, this is Taskmaster related, if you could copy anyone's skills or fighting style from the MCU, who would you want to do? Mm. Copy. Hmm. <laughs> oh. I think it would be Cap. Mm. Um, because I, you know, because you can't copy anyone's skills, right? It's their moves. Like you can't copy someone's intelligence. Like you can't copy Ant Man. You can't copy right. Ant Man's yeah. shrinking ability because right. you, you don't have pin particles. And, and uh, maybe, maybe Hawkeye. Then honestly, yeah, mm. Hawkeye. With I think I changed my Hawkeye. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I don't need to be in, like, peak cardiovascular form to shoot an arrow, bow and arrow real well. I can, uh... Huh. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. when you come up with mm-hmm. parameters like that. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I gotta think. Tim Gugo. Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, the peak physical form thing. But let's assume if I had these fighting skills that I would be in peak physical mm-hmm. form. Um, I really, I enjoy the Falcons fighting technique mm. with those wings and shit. He just does some cool shit with with the wings that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think it would be cool to copy the Dora Milaje. I think that they have some like crazy moves with the spears and stuff and you it really would help to fight long distance in a way. Like you mm. keep them at a distance when you when they fight and they also have crazy hand to hand. So Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd have yeah. to go with um Black Widow. Yeah, uh, sure. I love, you know, the idea of being able to do just lots of cool acrobatic shit like that. And yeah. um, every time they did something cool, my husband, David, who is who does Lucha Libre, would lean over and say, that's a Lucha move. That's a Lucha move. And <laughs> that shit just looks like so much fun. So want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're totally awesome. down for the posing, right? Oh, oh yes. of course. That's like half of it. Yeah. 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 All right. Question number two. <laughs> um, what Marvel character who has not gotten a movie yet needs one? Mm. Whether they've Mockingbird. been in the MCU or not. Ooh. Mockingbird. 
I want to see Bobby Morse actually brought into the MCU, like, legitimately, not as, like, a one-off mention the way that not, she not has been. Not the Agents been. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, the yeah. Like, not the way she was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I think it would be really cool to bring her in. Uh, she's a great character. Uh, I will say, my, my, I almost went with Spider-Woman, but I think that she's too close to some of the other Spider-Verse characters. But, like, mm-hmm. I think I think uh, Mockingbird could do She fights with those batons. Uh, it's very cool. She, she's a, you know, she's, she's friends with Carol and, and, uh, everybody, I think it'd be kind of cool to bring her in. I think it'd be nice to have like a, like a women of Marvel show where they're, you know, the way they, cause like Jessica, Jessica Jones, Carol Danvers, uh, Bobby Morris, like they all like know each other. They're all like, cause they're, they're women in a male dominated field. So they, mm-hmm. they, they, they talk like that. You, you could see them having Jessica a text, Drew, a group message, Tyra, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm I'm going to go with a character that they have had in not in MCU, but they have done in movies, and I believe they've fucked up entirely, which is Rogue. Mm. Um, no. I want to see a decent fucking yeah, Rogue, yeah, uh, in the Marvel, yeah, that'd universe be good. in the MCU. I uh, my answer isn't going to come as a huge surprise. It's uh, uh, Victor Von Doom, <laughs> um, but uh, that is something that I am so willing to wait for as long as they do it right Mm -hmm. like if they can they have all the time in the world they want to set that up and have a slow burn on it like how long did it take that to get them to actually like fighting thanos you know Mm -hmm. like i'm cool to wait that long for doom yeah don't dark tower his doom (laughs) yeah just as long as they do it right like i don't care but i that's what i'm most excited for them to eventually do yeah what about you kirky awesome uh i would say nova Oh, oh yeah. I love weird ass Marvel space cosmic shit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I want more of it. And they kind of like teased us with just a little bit of a taste of the Nova Core. Yeah. Uh, which is now gone, which is like the prime time for Nova to yeah. be yeah. in and doing some fun stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so is it, what's his name? Richard Ryder or, yeah. or Kid Nova? Which Nova are we? Uh, Richard Ryder is the one that I'm more familiar with. I don't know if I'd want him as a kid or an adult because I feel, you know, sometimes, I don't know, I have a hard, the the kid superheroes are a hard sell for me. So, like, I also want to see Rogue done right, but, like, no more kid Rogue. Like, she was way more interesting. uh, Oh, yeah. She had more agency as an adult. So, like, you know, I'll, I'll take what I can get, but I think I'd prefer, like, an established adult Nova. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, Sam Alexander is the one that I'm the more fami- most familiar with, but like yeah. I think that I think I don't know. I can see it going either way. Yeah, like uh, he was the one Nova that didn't get killed. He was off somewhere else, and he comes back, and now he's got all the Nova Corps power because that's how it works. They're basically yeah. Green Lanterns. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, question number three. Um, so, what side or minor MCU character do you think should get one of those limited release shows like we're seeing with Wandavision, Loki, mm. the Netflixes? Hmm. Or arc story arc because they've also been just grabbing comic arcs and doing them. I I uh, I don't think they could do this until after they'd established her uh, as a villain in a really actually like an actual MCU X Men movie. But uh, Emma Frost's got a, a run of uh, the kid like they're like they think the team the digest size, size yeah, yeah. uh ya story of uh emma frost at 16 
basically with her first mutation and then and then like going to school and how she kind of becomes the white queen like how she becomes the emma frost that we know of how she goes from trust fund baby boarding school girl to like being getting getting sucked in with the hellfire club and all that and like yeah. yeah and so i think i think that's a really cool story that can make a really neat limited series that doesn't need to be ya but it could be and that could draw some more like teenagers maybe into the mcu and, and get them more interested because i think you're right right now it is kind of an adults and the kids who have adults who uh, are bringing them to those movies, right? I don't know that there's a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. teenagers seeking it out on their own. So, yeah, it could be cool. As far as, yeah. like, side character or small character things, getting their own, like, a special or something sh- shorter like that, uh, I would love to see either um, a Frontline or Damage Control. And mm-hmm. uh, Frontline mm-hmm. is the paper that a bunch of people leave the Daily Bugle to go start. Oh, yeah. I think it starts out as a part of the Daily Bugle, but it's a part of the paper that focuses on superhero news. And so mm-hmm. it's like reporters covering superhero stuff, and it's very investigative and, and kind of detective-y, and, and all the superhero shit is happening in the background, and it's really great. That would make a great um, show. Ultimately... Yeah. Uh, damage control is about the company that comes in and cleans up after all these fucking big hu- superhero events, and they're they are featured and mentioned in uh, uh, the first Spider-Man, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, Homecoming, mm-hmm. uh, because of uh, like that's who the Vulture is stealing all that shit from yeah, is Damage yeah. Control after the the New York attack. That could be cool. So like they've already established damage control as a thing. I guess damage control is somewhat featured in the new California Disney Park hmm. Avengers thing. Oh. Um so I think it would be great to just to have this like uh you know kind of boring blue collar superhero cleanup crew that is like accidentally finding horrible and wondrous alien goods and you know dealing with them and and cleaning up afterward that does sound good but hear me out aaron sorkin's frontline i'm so into that so So much walking and talking i'm still trying to figure it out you go kirky um Um, honestly i would love to see uh queen varanki the mm. Queen of the Scrolls brought in. Yeah. Thing. I think they're doing. Uh, I think they're doing Secret Invasion, but it's I think they be are animated. Too. And it? like, it's Secret Invasion is one of my favorite. Oh yeah, it's my I favorite. Just think it's so fun. It's awesome. so good. Yeah. So, so you get me. Like, oh I just, yeah. You know, I, I'm sure they'll do great. The MCU has surprised me. Yeah. You know, every time, yep. but just making it an animated side series, I'm like, nah. I I want it to be like, you know, given as much love and attention as you know, WandaVision and that arc was given, yeah. or you yeah. know, Loki in the TVA. Like, can you imagine if like they reveal that back, however many movies ago? Like whatever character was has been a scroll this whole time, like yes. doing the thing, like playing along, yeah. helping everybody to earn their trust, helping defeat Thanos, and now that they've really cemented everybody in as knowing that they are a real hero, now the real shit begins with Secret Invasion. Fuck, that'd be good. Yeah. Like yeah, because yeah. oh, yeah. it, it's such a gut wrenching thing in Secret Invasion when you find out like that like three or four heroes have been scrolls for it's like a, books. It's a it's like, electric. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all and them. Spider Woman. It's all them standing around her, her yeah, like Electra corpse, just like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, what? Like, like yeah. That. I thought they were gonna do it at the end of uh, Spider Man. Is that yes. Spoilers okay for that? Yeah. 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 I mean, at this point, uh, yeah. 
when when Nick Fury and Maria Hill turned into scrolls, there was a part of me that like Fury's been a scroll ever since. Yeah. Oh no, they they went back on that. Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, they said they they've set up something different with the scrolls than there is in Secret Invasion. I think so. so yeah. Well, I, there's still room it's, for it. Yeah, they, the scrolls in Secret Invasion are like a religious sect of the scrolls that have the the queen that yeah, Kirk is yeah. talking about. Sure. They're they're fanatics the way uh, the way uh, Ronan is a fanatic for the Kree. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, my answer actually is uh, the scrolls. But what I want is the the ship that that Captain Marvel is like leading to try and find them a new home. Yeah. Yeah. I just want like a family comedy. Oh. On on that on <laughs> that, sure, sure. that ship as the they're scrolls. traveling. Tra- yeah, the scrolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it would be different, you know, if it's just like mm-hmm. uh, just, just yeah, yeah, living on a spaceship sense. trying to find a new home. I don't know. I like yeah. it. Question sort of, four. Sort of, sort of scroll. Right. Scroll. So the track. next convention that you go to, whether it's going to be this year or next year, uh, what cosplay are you going to do? Uh, I I think Ooh. I'm going to try to pull off that fresh from jail, Alexi. Like I just, Beautiful. I think it's it's not going to be too hard. It's altering a, a off the rack jumpsuit and then uh, you know a sleeveless a frame tank and uh, a lot of temporary tattoos, which well, the hopefully the internet is already sourcing. What was the one I was just telling you that I that I I thought we could do as a cost a couple's costume? I can't remember. I thought what it was, was. I thought it was in Loki. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh yeah, no, it, it was uh, me it as was, kid Loki. Yeah, it was uh, me as boastful Loki and, and me you as, as kid Loki. No, no, it was me as alligator Loki. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. right. I was gonna get uh, an alligator onesie, like an alligator like kigurumi. kigurumi with a Loki helmet on, and then nice. I'd be kid Loki, and then Molly would dress up as kid yeah. Loki, and I, it'd be a yeah, I have this idea that I don't know if it's going to matter anymore. It would have been so good for Convergence 2020 because it was right after Far From Home. Uh, but uh, I was going to be uh, Dr. Peter Tingle and do uh, the Chuck Tingle Love is Real pillowcase over a Spider-Man suit. Oh. Because they talked about your <laughs> Peter Tingle. And so I was going to be Peter Tingle. But then, like, oh. I don't think anyone remembers that line the way that they would have. Right. For, for it, that's Now it's going to be so long ago at this point. It's going to be four years old, three years the old. Like, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm still... Uh, I also have a new body, so I'm also exploring what I want to wear for things like that. Uh, you should do Ida from... Uh, oh, yeah, I do want to do Ida from Owl House. Because uh, uh, I think uh, that would be really good. Yeah, she's a, she's a, she's got a whole mess of crazy gray hair and uh, a gold fang and she's a, a witch on the run. Yeah. Great cartoon. I, I don't do a lot of cosplay and I like it to be as little work as possible. So honestly, what I've been thinking about is uh, Higgins from Ted Lasso. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I, I mean, in order to do it right, I'd have to have a Van Dyke beard, beard and I'm pretty sure that Pat would think exactly well, what the, of that beard what Higgins' I mean, actual you can, wife thinks you can of that buy beard. those. Yeah, I, know, I know, I know, you could do you, that. You have a theater degree. I, I, bet you, think, I believe I, you can apply a beard. I don't, think, I don't think I could grow a Van Dyke beard. I don't know, be, yeah. But yeah, it'd be honest. easy enough to spirit gum one on. Yeah, a Van Dyke yeah. would stay, too. So, like, anyway. yeah, yeah, I like that would be really funny. Especially if you got someone else to go as Ted, or if you could find a tall woman to go as, as Rebecca. As Rebecca. Or, yeah. or just somebody to dress up as a priest to be my son. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Kirky, what about you? 
Um, I, I kind of had the same answer as Nick. Uh, so before the pandemic, I was working on a Red Guardian costume oh. for the uh, you know 2020 release of Black Widow, and I was super excited to go to the premiere, dress up. There's like a nerd theater here in Seattle yeah, where yeah. all the people who dress up go to, and um, I was working on it, and it was such a pain in the ass. And the pandemic happened, and I got into like weird costume funk. So I actually um, ended up tossing it over my balcony out the. I was so mad with it. I'm just like. <laughs> screw this and then went out and collected it and threw it away um, <laughs> so i think at this point i'm going to purchase the costume huh. um be, it'll be like the first one that i've ever bought instead of made so i yeah. feel very guilty about that but i'm no, excited no. to roll out red guardian at yeah point. yeah that would be great yeah, we'll have to get a picture of you two together yeah, there you go <laughs> all right so uh we've come on last question or as we call question. it on this podcast the fifth question. Ooh, I oh. like to call it question five. Or question yeah, five. <laughs> um, so what movie that is not Marvel related, not superhero related, has nothing to do with superheroes, are you looking forward to seeing in theaters? Uh, old. The oh, new M. Night Shyamalan movie, which comes out like in two weeks. Yeah, it looks fucking great like mm -hmm. i don't know if it's i like i like Shyamalan movies i have like there's been the only one i i really didn't like was the it's the trees the trees are trying to get are trying to get us one but like mm -hmm. genuinely i i like them and so i the, it looks creepy uh it looks like the conceit of the the film the whole like something happens on the island and people are aging you know 10 years and 10 minutes or whatever is like that team seems to just be the surface mm -hmm. because there were some shots in that trailer that looked really great and i am very excited to see where that goes so i love a good horror movie and it looked like good serious horror and i'm missing horror movies in the theater yeah. hearing other people gasp and scream at parts and like hearing hearing like seeing something happen and you hear someone just go oh no 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 <laughs> like real quietly and you're like yeah bitch it's gonna happen <laughs> uh awesome. mine is uh the green knight oh yeah uh, comes out later this month and That's great. Uh, like it's been crazy watching that kid from Skins, Dev like Patel, Dev Patel, yeah. like his whole career, and now he's you know uh, in in this movie as the star. I think uh, it looks like they're gonna do some really fucking awesome stuff with uh, less commonly known Arthurian legend. Uh, you know, one copy of a single poem that survived or something like that mm -hmm. that is our entire knowledge of the Green Knight story. And uh, I think it, it looks so great and and fun and perfect for a theater. Uh, well, speaking of, uh, of the Black Widow, in a way, uh, I'm super jazzed for James Bond, No Time to Die. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I think Daniel Craig has been a great Bond, and I know this is his last Bond movie. Uh, before Idris Elba. I mean, I know they haven't said it yet, but it should be Idris Elba, right? I mean, I think so. I mean, there's yeah. there's a new 007, and she's a woman, so... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they're going to have another James Bond or not. I don't know. I'd be good yeah. with both. Yeah. Like, like go on yeah. go on a 007 with her, and, and also bring in a new James Bond. Whatever they're going to do. But uh, I'm, I I love Daniel Craig. His, his movies have been up and down. I don't care. I I've love been, him. I've been a Bond fan since the beginning, and... Uh, I'm going to be happy to watch one last film with uh, yeah. Daniel Craig. I think he's a great Bond. He I is. really, I really love the way he plays the, uh, he reminds me of Eccleston's doctor, right? Cause he's the freshly traumatized Bond in yeah. some of that yeah, stuff. Sure. Right. So yeah. 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 What about sure. you? I, I got the same answer as Nick again. Um, I've been super oh. jazzed for a, the green Knight uh, for a long time. It's been like on hold for a really yeah. long time. 
And I like the director. Um, the guy who wrote and directed also did a ghost story, which I really liked. Oh, um, I don't know if I saw that. I, I it's, <laughs> you either like it or you'll hate it, but I think all it's right. worth watching. All right, all um, right. And yeah, it's the design, the the aesthetic is super great. Um, they just put out a new trailer where Ralph, where Ralph Ineson is like narrating this like short little TED talk about the Green Knight. Um, it's like a three minute long trailer. It's super interesting where he goes into the history of the poem and all of that. Oh, nice. And yeah, so I, I recommend checking that out. I, I think it just came out recently because I saw it yesterday and I'm like, I'm already sold you bastards. You don't need to do it more. Yeah. Right. Uh, stop, so I'm stop. That all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think all of these movies will be out by the time this podcast episode goes up. They but very nonetheless, well likely will. Yeah. Yeah. So and... I hope y'all watched them and enjoyed it. But no, nonetheless, uh, Kirky, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate Absolutely. it. Uh, it was great to be able to talk about a new Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah. The theaters. Kirky, do you have anything you want to pimp other than the fact that you are in Vilification Tennis and there are shows at the end of the month? <laughs> yes, there is a show at the end of the month. And then I believe live shows are starting soon. So, yeah. uh, well, I'd love to pimp something that I'm in, alas. Uh, yeah. I didn't know if you were will... doing anything in Seattle or, or if you had a... Anything Nothing going out on? here has really started out yet, so I don't okay. have anything to pimp yet. Um, All right. But, God, hopefully in the next couple of months. If you're going to the Washington Midsummer Renaissance Fair, um, I am going to be running a group there, so stop by the Lons Connect or the Murder Peacocks. Nice. And... Uh, <laughs> We'll we'll have some fun. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. That's um, all right, sorry. man. That sounds fun. I I uh, I miss going to Renfest and the. We were gonna maybe go to Ren in the Glen, and now it's saying it's gonna be 111 degrees. So I don't know if we yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck that shit. Nope. Nope. I performed in that weather. There's no reason you should have to go outside in it. Uh, all right. Well, thanks again, Kirky. We really appreciate having you here. Talk about this uh, this movie. If you're enjoying our podcast, of course, you can send in your five questions. The five questions with at Geeks Without God. You can support us on Patreon. Help us with things like getting a new website, which we will have soon. Help us with things like, I don't know, being able to record remotely like we just did today. Very much appreciate it. We are going to be back with another episode next week about something totally different. And very interesting. And very interesting. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You want terrible Russian accent? This terrible Russian accent. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod, and you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. This motherfucker's the same dude the entire goddamn time, I, this Egyptian piece of shit.